0: Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Northfield Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Gordon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be a part of the program. Like the new music? I hope you do. It reminds me of a fun coffee shop. You know, Outpost Coffee, one of my favorite places to go. They're incredible, they're amazing. Check them out, outpostcoffeeco.com. So, on today's program, um, it's been almost a year since I've had this guest on the podcast. And it took a little convincing and a little bit of uh, coercing to try to make this happen. But my wife's here tonight. I'm pretty excited. It took me how much? How much bribery did this take, honey? A little bit. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying. I've been trying to get her to come on the podcast for a couple of months now, and she's just no, 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 nope. And I actually, it's funny because we're recording this actually in our bedroom right now and just in the mobile studio here. And I wanted to just have her on. We're going to talk about, I want to talk about marriage. I want to talk about um, family. I want to talk about holidays as they're getting ready to come up. So how have things been going in your world? How you feel? How, how, how is, thing? <laughs> how are things? I, don't know. I, I, I get off fumbled up with my tongue next to you honey you just like intimidate me
1: oh <laughs> things are going good
0: like really good i mean this is we this is your chance to talk you get to say things
1: yeah things are things are good i mean aside from everybody going crazy in the world right now over certain issues and topics and try not to get wrapped up in that and thinking on that too much but other than that things are good
0: that's awesome so it, it, when you think of all the things that are the, all the inc- the incredibly, in- incredibly insane things that are happening in the world today um, do you think that there is I mean because do you think marriage is important absolutely okay so do you think that there is an assault on marriage yes why
1: uh, well if you just look around like Every, it seems like everything that is going on right now is a direct assault on marriage. I mean, marriage in scripture, one wife or one woman, one man, husband, wife, forever together, and everything that is in our face right now goes against that.
0: Why do you think that that is happening?
1: because we live in a fallen sinful sinful world and I think that um, with each generation that comes we get a little bit further and further away from from God and further and further away from biblical truths and I even feel like our churches are not preaching biblically Oof. just so so as we get further and further away from the truth of scripture and and churches that have, Pastors are willing to take a biblical stance. Um, we're we're going to see things just go in a bad direction.
0: And I could I couldn't agree more. I look at all the <laughs> the things that are being winked at and okayed and 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 normalized, and it is an all out assault on th- the biblical idea of the family. Because I, as I've been, I'm preparing for a wedding this weekend. I'm, I'm doing a wedding this weekend, and I was going over the notes for the wedding and my message that I have in the wedding. And marriage is was instituted by God, by in the in the in the garden, God institutes marriage. He institutes the 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 family. He puts it together and says, "Okay, Adam, Eve." procreate go go make babies and 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 subdue the earth you have you have dominion over the earth go subdue it and and i just am blown away at the blatant i don't i'm trying to think of the word i want to use here the blatant um assault i guess you could say assault on this biblical idea of one man one woman procreating, making babies, subduing the earth and advancing God's kingdom. I just don't understand why we have such as as humanity other than outside you know obviously I know it's because um I, I know because we live in a fallen world this is why it's happening but it's just one of those things where I'm like what in the world why can we not see that we are running headlong towards the cliff? with the foot on the accelerator and we haven't even remotely touched a brake. why do you why do you think that that is a why do you think we're doing that i mean you 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 know people you see people in our culture right now that even in our own hometown that just are running headlong into this insanity and there's no there's no slowing down i and i'm just like why
1: Well, I mean, a lot of things go through my head. One is if you're not, if you don't read scripture from the viewpoint of it's living, it's active, it's, it's, um, the same today as it was back, you know, when it was written, it's, it's alive and living, it's a living word. And it's, it is for today's culture, just like it was for the culture that it was written in back then. And so we, I think we have a lot of people who say, oh, well, you know, that's outdated or things have changed or we don't do such and such anymore because such and such such isn't happening anymore. And so that's just dangerous ground to walk on because how do you cherry pick scripture and decide what is relevant today and what's not. So it's either all or nothing. And so you look at scripture and, and, and you see people saying, oh, well, that's, that's irrelevant or that's, um, outdated or whatever. And, and these are Christians who believe this. And so, and so, um, it's one thing for the world to believe that, but for Christians who don't believe it's the inspired and errant word of God, God breathed and, and that it's living and active and that it's all very relevant today and then also you have the issues of people don't read scripture and take it for what it says it's they they don't believe you know in a literal hell or in a literal um they don't they don't take the, the word literally and um that's an issue because if you start cherry picking and and making it suit your own desires and and your fleshly Um, way of living then
0: you're
1: you're not doing yourself any favors because you're you're hiding the truth and you're and then you'll start okaying things little by little and once once that door is cracked open just a little bit yeah um the enemy can bust it wide open and cause you to believe lie after lie and so yeah even when it's hard even when I read things that I'm like, "Oh, that doesn't set well." Yeah. I have to pray and say, "Okay, God, is this, you know, this this you're not wrong. Like you're not ever Oof. going to be wrong."
0: That's right.
1: And so I have to align my heart with his way of or my way of thinking with his truth.
0: Yeah, so if, if the Bible's if, if I'm sorry, if if you and the Bible disagree, it's not the Bible that's wrong. And it's not the Bible that needs to change. It's you that needs to change. And it's you that's wrong. Right. You know what? I found this interesting. You know, I was studying in Genesis, um, the third chapter, at the fall of man. And Satan did the exact same thing to Eve that he's done to everyone else. He he causes man to or question, earth, yeah. question God's word, number yeah. one, and God's goodness. Yeah. And I I just.
1: Well, he questioned God's word by asking her, did he really say? Yeah. And caused her to, you know, second guess. And then the goodness was called into question by saying, basically, you know, oh, well, he just doesn't want you to know good and evil. He's He's withholding information from you. So she wanted to know. And Adam was right there and let her eat and then ate too. and so he wasn't leading out and so yeah, it just
0: it- could you imagine the moment that they that they did realize good from evil because they'd never known what evil was. They never had any inkling of what evil was because they didn't have to know what it was. they, didn't, they weren't it wasn't needed. and then that temptation of oh, you don't know something. And you need to, here's, you're being withheld. Something, information is being withheld. Don't you hate it? Like we have that feeling right now. If something, if information is being withheld from you right now, oh, how yeah. do you feel?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You feel left out. And mm-hmm. he knew how to do that. He knew how to work in her heart at just that right moment. And she was weak and vulnerable. And and Adam was too, obviously. But I cannot imagine when their eyes, as scripture says, their eyes were opened to the knowledge of good and evil. I cannot imagine in well, that moment there, there was shame and there yeah, was regret was there. and, and so much so that they hid themselves from God. Really. I, I, I believe knowing full well in their hearts, they really couldn't hide from him. They knew, you know what I mean? They, they.
0: Well, the deceptive nature sex- of sin. Yeah. The deceptive nature of sin makes you think you can hide from God. Right. When it, like God knows everything we do. Like, if I cl- if I turn off the lights right now, shut the door, shut the blinds, God still sees me. God still sees you. And this is what we do. I, I do it. You've done it. Where we, we do things in secret thinking, oh, that no one's ever going to find out. God knows. Yeah. And then we try to be like, oh, I don't need to ask for forgiveness. I don't need to ask God forgiveness. It's just, I just I'm just not going to do it again. Well, then we end up doing it again. <laughs> or yeah. we end up deceiving ourselves. That's what, what Eve, Adam and Eve did.
1: Yes, and and it doesn't take a major, huge, big sin at first to what like it starts mm. slow. You can mm. start deceiving yourselves in small, little ways, yep. you know that that then leads to destruction and big, you know, issues later on. That and so we have to just guard ourselves to keep things pure and right and holy. And you have to, and especially our this our kids that were we are literally going to be held accountable and responsible to a holy god for how we raise our especially as christians how we raise our kids matters and we we will be held accountable
0: yeah um, yeah it's oh man and I just man, my heart hurts for for people who say they follow Jesus, but yet they're just like, I'm gonna let my kids choose to do you know whatever they want to do with their lives in terms of. Um, uh,
1: well, it's even gotten so bad that now we're saying I, I don't know that I don't know a believer out may, there. Maybe that maybe, has somebody, said,
0: maybe somebody that professes to know right, Jesus, right?
1: Right, but they'll say, um, I'm gonna let my kid determine. If they're male or, or boy or a girl, you know, are they, and I'm not going to put that on them. And so that's how far we've gone, which is insane. I mean,
0: it, it's like insane. that we're denying actual biology. Yeah. Like you're born with the parts you've been born with. God didn't make a mistake in, in, in the book of Mark, Jesus says from the beginning of creation, God created them male and female. So you have two specific genders. There's not I don't know how many the people, I don't know how many genders there are, but th- like God doesn't, didn't make a mistake here. And so when you as a parent say, well, I'm gonna let my kid make their own decision. Well, it even starts even back there. I'm going to let my kid decide whether or not they want to go to church. Yeah. Like that. You don't do that with school. I'm going to let my kid decide whether or not they're going to go to school. You don't do that. you like, get your butt up and you're going to, you're going to. You're going to school, yeah, (laughs) but yet that and that's a temporary thing. That's that's you know, an education's done in twelve years, thirteen years, and and then your spiritual life. I mean, that determines your eternity, your eternity. And so when you're you're saying, well, I'm gonna let my kid make their own decision when it comes to going to church or not. That's on them, not me. No, mom, no, dad, that's on you, as as a parent, to make sure they're in church, to not just be affiliated and just go. And this isn't a babysitter. Either. It's not a Sunday morning or Wednesday night babysitter where you just drop them off and you go do your own thing. You need to get plugged in and be a part of church as well.
1: Absolutely. Because activated, if you're not. Activated, not just
0: affiliated. Because if you're not in church, eventually they're going to see that. They're going to be like, well, mom and dad just dropped me off. I'm not. It, pff, I I don't have to. And, and when they get old enough, I, I don't need to be there. I don't need to be in church. I don't need to go. Yeah. And then the, it turns into this whole just insane thing that takes place. And it doesn't, it's not helpful. It doesn't do anything for your soul, for their, for their well-being. It's actually for their detriment. Oh, man, I just... Yeah, good idea. Good thoughts. Yeah. I, I just... I don't know, babe. I, when it comes to marriage, when it comes to being married, what is... What are, some, what are some important things that we as spouses can do for each other? I'm switching gears on you. Sorry, ADD moment. So, switching. We jump from, from kids to, to parent to, to marriage now.
1: Well, the most important thing or what I love most about you is that you pray for me and you pray with me. And you um, hold me accountable, which then in turn lets us both hold our kids accountable and um i just the most important thing is um aside from spiritual leadership is just um just talking and communicating to where you get to know each other on an emotional level too
0: yeah it's good um so we're coming up it's october um, I, I watched something interesting from Dale Partridge today, and I said, i think I sent it to you. It's like a minute-long little reel. Uh, he gave three reasons why we shouldn't celebrate Halloween. I know that that's coming up, and in, we're in October, and that's coming up. Um, to some degree, we 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 celebrate it, but he gave me some really interesting thoughts that you know we as Christians should not. One of the things that that Halloween is is a celebration of death, and if you notice, you go to all all the stores right now, everything's soaked in in a blood type. Tinge, and yeah. you've got death everywhere. Everybody's front yards have got you know graveyards and and Some skeletons, skeletons and, bones. and bones and all this spooky things. And and he made a great point. Dale made a great point. He says we as Christians should not celebrate what God conquered. We shouldn't mm. celebrate the thing that God came to so conquer. I'm just
1: gonna be honest. I haven't watched that yet. I do want to watch what you sent me. Um. But yeah, that's that's good. I mean,
0: it's like it was one of the. I was like, it,
1: so so celebrating and participating. This is where I, so yeah, we've so, never so we've never let our kids pick anything like a witch or a yeah, you know anything nasty or um mm, just yeah evil. So it's, it's been evil. It's been um you know fun things like star wars characters or whatever but um i, I don't say we celebrate it it's more of a fall get together have fall foods before we go out trick or treating um, we've always made it fun but it it does it's something to think about like as a christian that
0: hmm. you want you want to hear what he says in real um, time you want to hear it in real time
1: i mean i can listen later oh, okay do you want to hear it on here no i can i mean you
0: you okay. can listen later, but I, I thought that was as we get into this. And I thought, and I thought about that, and that's what he says at the end of this: is they gather together and they celebrate Reformation Day because that's the same thing. It, uh, Martin Luther nailing the ninety-five thesis on the door right. is is what happened on October thirty-first in fifteen seventeen, and and so they celebrate that, and they have a bunch of friends over, and they have good food, and and they so said they sing hymns, and and he does a Bible study over justification. Yeah. And I thought, well that that would be so fantastic. And on top of that, the kids that do come to your to your door, sure give them some candy, but also give them a gospel track, do something that that's gospel centered. So yes. I thought maybe this year um that might be something that we should yeah. really really think about because you know, we we've, we've done a little bit of things like that, but I think that we Yeah, last
1: we're... year we did hand out gospel tracks, mm-hmm. which I loved with the candy. They didn't get you know, just
0: just candy the right. candy, and a gospel right. track, so just sharing sharing Jesus with with the kids that come to your door, so it's a great opportunity um
1: so yeah, I just I mean participation, celebration, no those are different words, but Christians when we participate, we are giving you know we are in essence celebrating too, yeah so i don't know that's tricky but i do feel like if you have a conviction against it don't do it yeah don't do it and and maybe that's something we need to look at i mean what did we st- we stopped years ago easter baskets yeah. for our kids and the easter bunny and all of that yep. um because of the whole oh, ishtar and when you do research on that um that is that's spooky stuff too but yeah. um i and i always felt bad for our youngest for noah because our big kids had that. Always you know, had the, growing I up, always had the had basket the cool on Easter basket Sunday morning, and, and the yeah. and the Easter outfits. And Noah didn't get that for very many years. But once I was so convicted of that, I couldn't. I couldn't. I was like, that has to hurt the Lord's heart that on the very day that we're celebrating Him rising from the dead, it's and, Resurrection and Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. Or, oh, the bunny! Yeah, the bunny <laughs> and the and and. goddess of fertility and, and the whole reason why we get the word Easter and it's from Ishtar and that's a fake God and Pagan pagan God. And I just, once I was convicted on that and, and I know that not every, I do believe you can be a believer, a Christian, and you can still celebrate that. But I do believe that there are reasons that God gives us each individual convictions that he does when he gives them to us. And so I don't try to push that conviction off. I don't
0: Sure, no. If people. you if you do that with your kids, we're not saying that, right. like, oh, you absolutely need to repent. You need the you're you're sinning. I'm not saying that. This, but this is this is one of the things that we looked at is the bunny thing. It was our biggest thing. Is is man on a day that we should celebrate the the rising from the dead that Christ came back from the dead for our justification. Why don't we tell our kids about that? Talk to our kids about the the resurrection of the 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 savior Jesus Christ and talk to talk to them about who Christ is rather than going hey there's a bunny over here let's do this egg thing and and right. it's just I don't know it's just one of those things that I, we I think needs to be reevaluated on some level I'm not saying we can't have fun and have our kids do fun things on that on that specific day just like with Halloween there's things that we can do that can make the we can try to redeem the day rather than right. rather than just being against something, what would it look like if we tried to redeem and put Christ in the center of this holiday, just like we try to put christ in in other holidays right so that's that's where I'm at, but food for thought um,
1: it's definitely something to think about and um and definitely once you get that conviction, don't silence a conviction I mean you know, just like we did with Easter yeah. um don't you know and yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I I agree. One of the, one of the things that uh, last thing we'll talk about real quick is, is we'll we'll circle back to this on the assault on the family. Um, I want, what do you think we as Christians should do with all of the the crazy, like right now in our town, the transgender thing that's happening? We've got, Mm -hmm. I mean, drag queen shows in a public park, Where and and now we've got people that are trying to say, hey, we need to stop this. And there's just there's there's literally a culture war that's taking place. What do we do as Christians, as Christian moms and dads? What should we be doing? Your thoughts? That's a I know it's that's a deep one. That's a heavy one. But what what do you think?
1: I don't. I mean, I don't even know. I. I go to Facebook and I write my thoughts, and then I think nobody ever changes their mind through a social media post. Yeah, that's something people say all the time, and it's true. It's true, and we know that. But <coughs> goodness, I mean, we have to be able to, to have hard conversations, and I think we've gotten ourselves into this place in this in this world and in in today's society and the culture that we live in because. We have had social media. We've hidden behind it and we haven't had faith with people to where you can really dive in and, and see the heart behind um, somebody's choices as to why they um, validate or um, accept or condone certain behaviors. And so, a lot of the times, because Christians are that we want to get along and we want to. Be loving and we want to be kind we just are like oh okay but then we don't we don't challenge anybody to think about it because we don't like conflict we don't challenge yes. anybody to think about um you know how those thoughts and opinions are line up with scripture and and like I said it goes back to there are things in there that I, I'm I wrestle with that I'm like oh but at the end of the day I'm i'm not the creator i'm the creation and Mm -hmm. i Mm -hmm. i have to line align my thoughts and beliefs up um with the word of god and if christians truly believe that it is inspired and errant, it's the final authority then we we answer to that we We do yeah
0: we have to and that's and that's the final thing I think we should say is is that God's word is the final authority for our lives, and we need to be um, aligning ourselves with God's creative order. And I think that's crazy because I just I just saw something on Instagram where some somebody posted is if you're a drag queen or you're trans or queer, then you are aligning yourself with God's creation. And I was like what (laughs) i read that and i was just like that is that's nuts no god
1: created male and female he didn't create us to slap him in the face and say no you got it wrong
0: Uh, could you you wait wait could you imagine that that you as the creation tell god the creator hey by the way you messed up I... i
1: think about an artist an artist who you know nobody goes in i mean maybe an art class okay but once you're out there and you're big and you're well known, nobody goes to the artist and nobody says, goes Picasso. <laughs> yeah, you're you got it wrong. Your creation is wrong. Like, you do not tell the God of the universe, the creator, you made a mistake. I mean, that is just and and what kills me is people are like, Christians are becoming less and less um, loving and More and more. Well, I think that we the most loving thing to do is to save somebody from hurting themselves, i.e. like like you use the example of walking up to a house and, and as you're walking up, you see that the whole backside of it is on fire, literally on fire. And if you truly believe that and you see the fire and you see what's coming and you walk up, ring the doorbell and say, "Hey, I just was walking by and I saw your tulip garden here and I really love your tulips." And you go on and tell them, "Have a great day." Go on and don't tell them, "You know, I see smoke rising up from your back half of your house and there's flames and yeah. you're so the most loving thing. If if we as believers really believe that we see people in sin and that that's going to separate them from God for all eternity. Wouldn't it be the most loving thing for us to do is to say, listen, and I will say it is not loving to be Westboro Baptist, (laughs) crazy yelling people who do that and scream and, and do the nasty. That's not, that's which I love. When you go to these places, you don't sit there and protest. You don't yell. Um, talk about talk Jesus. to them about Jesus. The 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 other side of that is more damaging than. I don't even know if they know. Like I don't even know if they mean well. That you know the Westboro Baptist type people. That's not loving. That's not kind. But the most loving and kind thing to do is to have a conversation with somebody. If you believe that they're really going down the a path that's going to separate them for all eternity. And I don't like it, but those are not my rules. God set up the rules. He made... He's the creator. He made creation. He said what was right and good. Right. And so if we believe this, then why wouldn't we be loving and and tell them, you know...
0: And, we, and there's we, a way to do it. There's a way right. to And And just having conversations with people. And, and the idea is, is to point them towards, okay, is what you're doing wise? I, I love how Ray Comfort does. Ray Comfort has hard conversations on his one-on-one, um, street interviews where he, um, he, he in essence says, takes them through the law and says, Hey, listen, have you ever told a lie? Yes. Have you ever stolen anything? Yes. Mm -hmm. Have you ever taken God's name in vain? Yes. Okay. It's by your own admission. You're a liar. You're a thief. And you're a blasphemer at heart. Nobody ever goes, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe they're like you." Yeah, you judgmental. You know, they're like, like, "Yeah, I am." They're like, "Oh wait, crud, I am." And they and like have this revelation. They're like, Mm -hmm. "Man, you've really given me some things to think about." And this is the how. This is how you engage people: is use the law of God in a way that points them towards a that they are a sinner, but then b. Point them towards the hope of who Christ is.
1: Right. There's hope. You don't, God doesn't just leave us there. Of, nope. Exactly. You're, and here's my thing with all of this that's been in our face in our town, I, people are like, well, you're a sinner too. Absolutely, I am. Absolutely. Like, you know,
0: we think but, we're but wicked. We're really wicked. wicked.
1: Yeah. The things that I do deserve hell.
0: Yeah. But
1: what separates me from somebody? That I'm not out pridefully standing in my sin and celebrating it. Yeah. Scripture says pride. I had
0: adulterous thought. Yeah. Adulterous thoughts. I had. Or I lied two times today. Or I
1: overate. Or I, um, thought about hating someone so much that I, you know, kill them. Yeah. Yeah. So so those are all the like different commandments that we just listed that we're not supposed to do. Um. But here's the deal. My sin. Is s- separates me from the Lord, but I, re- I, the whole deal, the whole idea is you repent of that and ask forgiveness, and He promises to cleanse us and cast it as far as the east is from the west. And all but of it. this, all of it, not just some of it, all, of, all it. of it. But this particular sin of homosexuality, most people who struggle with that sin, and I know some that aren't this way, but most people are prideful in it. They stand in it and they celebrate it. If I was standing on a street corner celebrating my sin. But that's the issue. Is we don't know scripture so yep. if you don't know scripture you don't know what sin we'll is.
0: Preach a girl. Wait, you should I mean you can't preach her. Or...
1: No, I'm not going <laughs> to preach. <laughs> just just talking. <laughs> just talking. <laughs> but yeah, no. I just I, I am sinful. I am wicked. Far I mean, I deserve what any other sinful person deserves me too but i which is hell according to scripture that's what we deserve
0: you use the h word
1: i did and i believe that's a
0: real place too I do too.
1: and i don't like it i if, don't like it if but,
0: we go ahead sorry
1: well i don't i'm saying i don't like it and it would not that, that's why it's the most loving thing for me to do is to want to sit down and talk to people and go okay even if you're not like this why are you condoning other people yeah to, that's not loving that's not kind
0: well this is where i think that most people I, I don't think most christians really believe that hell's a thing we might say it because if we really genuinely thought someone was going to hell man, i think we'd do everything in our power to try to stop that from happening but i think most of us are like functioning functional universalists yeah and we have this universal, uh, you know, God will let everybody in. No, God's not going to let everybody in. Only those that have he followed. He just.
1: He's holy. He's kind. He's loving. But he's not just a loving God. He's a just God.
0: Yeah, he's a just God. And that is loving. Yes. To be just, to, to, to right. administer justice. That's the reason we're so obsessed with justice. We've got people marching in the streets saying, no justice, no peace. Absolutely. Yeah. That's don't disagree. A God-given desire, don't disagree. Is to, have, to seek justice—that is absolutely. A God, yeah. I, I was, no justice, no peace—is is a biblical idea because if you don't have justice, you don't have peace, and the only way we get justice is through the God of justice. And what what we're owed justly is God's wrath, but what do we get instead if we repent? If we trust Christ? Well, and
1: how what how do people have uh, somewhere? I mean, people have to acknowledge that somewhere deep down, we know right from wrong. Where did that come from? And so we're seeking justice from wrong behavior. But Mm. where did that come from? That's a God-given God. Yeah. God is just. God is love. So our desire for
0: justice comes from God himself. Yes. And here's the thing that boggles my mind sometimes, because we'll scream, oh, we want justice for this, or we want justice for that. But when it comes to your sin, Jamie, what do you want?
1: I want mercy. Come on.
0: (laughs) I want mercy too.
1: But here's the thing. When you truly see that you've been part, like when you're a believer, a Mm -hmm. true biblical believer, Mm -hmm. and you see that and you understand that, then you really do start wanting mercy for other people. So that is what what propels us to talk to other people and say, listen, when you truly have a heart, For people and that's why i don't think that the people that are waving the crazy you know uh posters or flags or whatever you that's not done from a heart of love there's not i don't know that those people really do want mercy from somebody else i I, watched yeah
0: they were here in bartlesville and i watched i stood right there and watched them and there was no it was just a screaming mass. It does
1: more harm than good.
0: And, like there was one point where like where an ambulance pulled up because somebody in the in the crowd had, had like a heat stroke or something. And the guy holding the sign literally just goes, Oh, another one's got monkey pox. And I was like, Oh my gosh. That's y- awful. You're you're dumb. Yeah, that's not that's, that's somebody not going to said lead that. anybody no. to
1: the Lord whatsoever. And yeah, so basically
0: like that's not a heart of love. That's not a heart no. of desiring to see no. anyone repent, no. even though they scream, "You need to repent." They don't do it in a way that's like, "I'm like, come on." I do
1: believe that they'll have to answer the Lord that that they should repent from that ugly behavior. That that's yeah, that's not that's not good. It's not helpful. It's not gonna go well. But if you yeah, really they're just do... the, they're
0: just in just amount they're in the same amount of wrong. I think that they maybe in the the initial or an initial well <laughs> <laughs> the, the initial desire maybe is to is to see right. But they're, they're... but they've gone so crazy in their in their their what theology. Do you,
1: what do you talk about your method and your means? And your yeah, so
0: you have uh, your method, the method, the message might be right. The message might be right, but your method and how you do it just and how you deliver is it, yeah. just way off. And so the method destroys the message. Yeah. How you, how you portray this thing, how you communicate it. There's a and there's a way to communicate that this is wicked and this is sinful and there needs to be repentance.
1: Well, and then it also goes back to what you say rules without a relationship is rebellion. Yeah. So if there are I people I actually it's
0: that, that, that was actually James Dobson.
1: James Dobson, so, but you sorry. use it you I do use, use it, it a but, lot. Yeah, you use James Dobson's rules with, with Ryan, if you hear this
0: that let let your dad <laughs> let your dad know. We're, we're
1: So that goes back to this is why it's important to go sit down and talk to people and go have coffee and because you cannot you have no influence over somebody's life unless you have a relationship with them. Yep. And so these people screaming these horrible things, like I love this about you and your friends. You literally walk through a crowd, and you're there, and you talk to them, and you show love, and you're kind of first. Did,
0: now, did they did they hear our message? They they may have heard it, we, and we had conversations yeah. that lasted 30 and 45 minutes, but almost every time we got rejected. But that's okay.
1: But it, you're still planting a seed. And,
0: here, well, I and heard, it was I heard loving. this the other day anytime you share the gospel, it's a success because you're obedient to Christ.
1: That's right. Even,
0: even if, even if the person rejects, that's okay. Because what you did was the right thing to do because you were obedient. So therefore what you did was successful.
1: And you don't know if they're going to stew on that later or you have no idea how the Lord's going to use that, but all you have to do is be obedient. So yeah, back to in these places, that my heart's desire has been like, listen, I would love to go out. And I really do want to hear from people who say they're believers, you know, I want to hear their heart. Like, how did you get to this point where you think that this certain thing is okay and that it's loving and kind to you? Because people have stories, people have. And then and then you can point out, well, did you see this in scripture? And they might be able to point out something to you and go, do you know where this is? And then you guys can talk through these things. But yes, rules without a relationship. If you're standing up screaming out all these rules and da da da, da and you don't have... Not even
0: just rules. You're but, just screaming stupidity.
1: Right. But I'm, I'm I'm using that word for the sake of right. the quote. Okay, fair enough. Of fair the enough. quote of rules without a relationship leads to rebellion. Those people are rebelling against any kind of nasty that's being yelled because it's not... Well, that's all it, it was. It, it, it was yeah. back and
0: forth. The, the, the gay community would scream on one side of the barricades oh. that you're a homophobe. And the other one would scream on the other side like this. He, he did say, I'm just quoting this what he, he goes, well, you're just the godless queer that, I mean, and I was like, not what, helpful. what? how did that, that doesn't because help me. Before,
1: anything. before that man was saved, whoever that was, he was a godless, whatever, or a godless, whatever, a godless, whatever we were all before Jesus transformed our hearts or the Holy Spirit awakened us to our need for a savior Mm -hmm. we were a godless you name you name the sin yep and so that's my my, that is my main issue with this particular sin it's not that i believe they're any worse than me it's that they stand up and they celebrate it and they're prideful about it and scripture is very clear pride comes before a fall there's so many warnings in scripture about being prideful and yet this is what we call that particular sin is is it, the we celebration pr- of, pride. of pride. Of pride. Yeah. I just, I don't get it.
0: No, it's crazy. So how do how do we, what's the best way to engage then?
1: In love. It, face-to-face, talking, having, nobody these days wants to have a hard, difficult conversation. It's easier to hide behind a screen or a keyboard mm. or whatever, but you have to have, you start, have to start building relationships with people who are different than you.
0: So are you saying you'd be willing to sit down with someone who is either a a part of the homosexual community Absolutely. or that as a supporter or a, a, a affirming yes. person, you'd be willing to sit down and have a yes. dialoguing but conversation. But what I found
1: is they're, they're not willing to sit down with me.
0: So you've made, you've tried to extend
1: several different times to several different
0: people to yes. take them to coffee. You were willing yes. to go buy them coffee. Yes. And they told, you no that you don't, they don't want to have a conversation with you. Yeah. I wonder why that is. I don't know. It hurts my heart. It does too. It makes me hurt. And and that was not a smart aleck. Oh, I wonder why that is. It's a genuine, I wonder why they're not willing to have a conversation.
1: We need to be able to have hard conversations. That's how we, that's how we get to know people and get to know their thought processes and get to know why do you believe what you believe? And, and, and people don't want to have hard, tough, uh, you know, uncomfy, uncomfy conversations,
0: but it's necessary. It is necessary. Good good talk tonight. That's great, baby. Like it got you fired up. You got all kinds of wired up tonight. I did. So you looking forward to the holidays? I am. It's gonna be like upper thirties, low forties in the morning. Mm. I'm so excited. Me too. I wanna make some warm coffee in the morning. It's gonna be fantastic. Okay. Um, thanks for coming on the show.
1: Yeah, thanks for talking me into it.
0: Maybe another, another year from now you'll come on.
1: Yeah, another 11 <laughs> months or so.
0: All right. I love you. I love you. Diversified Systems Resources is a technology company based in Bartlesville, Oklahoma that's been a business for 39 years. Are you looking for a stable employer, clean office environment, fun teammates, and a day that is always new and exciting? Then email us your resume today at Jobs at dsrglobal.com. DSR, we deliver technology.